Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So, to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe y'all there are only 20 calories per serving no added sugar and it's infused with stuff i like including mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens which really helps me to relax after a high energy day recess mood has four delicious flavors to choose from my personal fave is strawberry rose if one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol this is the way Give Recess Mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The eucalyptus fiber upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. So every time like I would drink when I was like in my 20s, and yeah, yeah, I would say it's through my 20s, possibly early 30s, but... I, I don't think so because by that point I had a kid. So I would say just like in my early to mid 20s, I was like, I would drink specifically to get drunk, specifically to evade or avoid my responsibilities, avoid what was happening in my life, avoid past traumas, avoid current traumas. Um, and so I had to I had to get curious about that. Because had I allowed it to go unchecked, you know, again, this, we're talking about mental health and our well-being and, and resilience here. Um, things could have really gotten bad. Hey, hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree. I am the host of the show. I am the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. I'm a black woman, and I believe that we deserve to practice self-care every damn day. Woo! I was smooth with that one, y'all. Did y'all, did y'all hear that? How I just said that with conviction and confidence? So, sistrin, yes, I did call you sistrin. I'm aging myself, I know. Don't, don't, don't write me. Um, today, I want to talk about mental health. I want to talk about mental health, you know, or in case you didn't know, May is, um, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And so I'm like, what better time to talk about mental health than 
the month of May. I think it's very important to have these kind of conversations. So that's what we are going to be discussing. And I, I'm saying we when it's really me talking and you listening, but hopefully you are engaged in this conversation I'm kind of having with you. Um, one thing that I noticed kind of off topic in uh, when I looked at the reviews on iTunes, I think someone or maybe a few people said that it was like these conversations or these podcast recordings or are kind of like us having these conversations with like between girlfriends or between like, I guess I'm older. Like if you're younger, if you're in your, I don't know, but like I, I'm your big auntie or, or something like that or your sister or whatnot. And that is, that's dope. That is exactly what I want it to be. There is absolutely nothing pretentious about me. You know what I'm saying? So I, I love that. I Hopefully we can do some in-person kind of events and stuff once the COVID, I don't know what's going on with COVID, but, you know, maybe 2022 will be better. We can have some kind of like in-person panels and discussions and things like that. So in any case, yeah, that is what the show is all about. So I want to talk about mental health. And so before we get started, because, excuse me, I don't know why I've been stuttering as of late. If you've listened to other podcast episodes, I've been kind of stuttery. And I think it's because my, I guess my brain is moving faster than my mouth or my mouth is moving faster than my brain or vice versa. I'm not really sure. So sometimes I have to remind myself to slow down and allow myself to you know, get the words out properly. So if I stutter, I do apologize. Um, guess that's something else that comes with hitting the big middle age. I'm not going to even say what my age is right now, but, um, yeah, anyway, I'm just teasing. So, um, but yeah, if I stutter, just my, my bad. So, um, mental health, I wanted to share with you some ways, five ways in particular, that I feel um, these ways can help you honor your mental health. These things are coming from my personal experience. So there is going to be a little bit of a share here. But what I do want to say before I get into this is, y'all, I obviously am not a doctor. I'm not a, a um you know, a, a physician, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a therapist, and mental health illness um, and, and, and being in tune with your mental health is like, it's so serious and so important. And this this conversation that we're about to have in no way, shape, or form replaces any type of legit medical assistance, advice, etc., that you can and should get, if necessary, from a trained, licensed professional. Because mental illness obviously is is very real, okay? It is very real. So I'm talking if you have anxiety, depression, um, eating disorders, or or, you know, just different kind of things going on, like, definitely make sure that you spend some time getting in touch with like a doctor or a therapist or something like that. This conversation is not necessarily surface level, but I'm not, I just want to make that clear. Okay. I just want to be able to have this conversation, um, in the hopes that it, if you were kind of like going some of the things that I've gone through, um, 
they might, you know, bring a little insight. But if you need to go to that next level, there's no shame in that. So I just wanted to make sure that I mentioned that, okay? So let's go ahead and get into it. First of all, like for real, what is mental health? What is mental health? So I looked it up because I wanted to make sure that I came with facts and not just my kind of drawn out definition of what I feel mental health is. So I'm going to give you um, two definitions, okay? So according to the World Health Organization, it's a state of well-being in which the individual realizes his or her, excuse me, his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, 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 excuse me, my bad, and fruitfully, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. And then um, another definition that I got was mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act as we cope with life. It also helps determine how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Okay, so in a nutshell, mental health encompasses like all of our well-being, right? Not just the things like we think about ourselves, for example, but like our emotions, um, our uh, excuse me, our social well-being, how we feel, our feelings, the actions that we take based on you know how we're able to cope and how resilient, excuse me, resilient we are in life. Um, all of that, and then being able to do so in a productive and fruitful way. And be able to move through life, you know, fruitfully. So that is what mental health is. Okay. So hopefully those definitions helped you so that we can go ahead and, and have this quick conversation. So I wanted to give you five ways that I recognize were ways that I could honor my mental health. And again, like I, I think I said at the beginning of this conversation, um, I am going to be drawing on some of my experiences so, you know, I'm going to be kind of vulnerable here to share some of this stuff. But, you know, I think that we can do that because we are sistering, right? So, first of all, what kind of things can affect our well-being, like our overall health? Keep in mind that you may think that what you're dealing with right now in life is, quote unquote, no big deal because you, maybe you're used to it. That's your, I guess, your base level. Sometimes when we've dealt with things for so long, we don't even recognize that we're in the midst of trauma or toxicity. We don't even recognize that something has harmed us in such a way because we're just kind of like on autopilot. We're used to it. We, we expect it. Um, we've dealt with it either over and over again or we've experienced it before. So we don't even really connect, kind of like we're, we're disconnected from ourselves and disconnected, I guess, at least in my case, in some of my experiences, uh, when it came to my well-being, I was kind of like disconnected from just how, I guess, dire sometimes the situation was. So if you're dealing with COVID, everybody's for the most part dealing with COVID, um, which includes isolation for a lot of us. Um, you could be in a domestic situation right now. Um Maybe your finances are not popping or they're not hitting. Even just the amount of noise and sound we take in can be very, um, I guess, irritating or aggravating. You know what I mean? Like noise pollution. If you're not able to get just quiet time to yourself and just to be able to think. Of course, things like racism and discrimination, past traumas we haven't healed from, etc. So 
you know, all of those kind of things can affect our well-being. And sometimes we're not even really aware, like we're, we're not in a place of awareness with it, right? So here are five ways that I was able to, I guess, honor myself, which helped me to kind of build up my resilience, which is great for my mental health. These are ways to kind of like honor your mental health, okay? So the first one, I just wanted to make this first one the first one because I just wanted to get it out of the way, all right? I wanted to get this out of the way because I think for me, out of this list of everything here, actually, I already know for a fact, this list, this very small list that I have, this was the like the number one hitter for me. And I'm just praying my family is not listening to this episode. So um, the first thing that I would say that really helped me honor myself and honor my mental health was um, I had to get curious about why I chose to drink. Okay, I had to get curious about why I chose to drink. When I was in my, I would say like my 20s, and I know a part of it is just you're, well, I'm speaking for myself here, but when like you're, I was in my 20s, I'm like, yeah, it's party time and um, I'm just going to go out and have fun. We're going to party and do all this stuff. I even, I guess even in like my, even up to my early 30s, it was the same thing. Like I would just, I would drink because number one, I could. Number two, I wanted to enjoy the experience. But also number three, I would do it so that I could just not necessarily be myself. I wanted to escape my problems. I wanted to escape the person that I was. I wanted to escape responsibilities for my actions. I wanted to, I wanted, basically I wanted to make in some situations, I was making the choice that someone else was going to take care of me. So every time like I would drink when I was like in my 20s and yeah, yeah, I would say it's through my 20s, possibly early 30s, but I don't think so because by that point I had a kid. So I would say just like in my early to mid 20s, I was like, I would drink specifically to get drunk, specifically to evade or avoid my responsibilities, avoid what was happening in my life, avoid past traumas, avoid current traumas. Um, and so I had to, I had to get curious about that because had I allowed it to go unchecked, you know, again, this, we're talking about mental health and our well-being and, and resilience here. Um, things could have really gotten bad. I'm thankful that in my case, the people that I chose to be around during this time didn't take advantage of me, um, except for one person. But for the most part, um, I was in good company. So people just knew just to watch out for her um, because I just knew that I was going to get lit. You know what I'm saying? But I had to get curious about the why behind my drinking. So now it's like, I don't even really, I might have like a glass of wine a few times a month or, you know, a couple of times a month or something like that. Drinking is not really my like super big must do thing. Um, 
but I had to get curious about the why to get to that place. And I'm not saying that this is the same, like everybody can do this. Everybody can, you know, not be an alcoholic or whatever. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. And I'm not trying to make light of that, you know, that situation. I'm just saying that if you're kind of like I was, um, and you were in, in, in this place of kind of like avoidance, like I was, and you really just want to slow down a little bit, just take some time to just get curious about why, you know, like, why did I feel the need to, to get drunk? Why did I feel the need to show up in that way? Why did I specifically need to, like, what, what was I getting from that situation? What was I getting from that situation? All those times when I would do that, you know what I mean? So that's the first thing for me, for my mental health was I had to get curious about what was really going on. And and the same thing possibly could be said too, for maybe like, um, if you sometimes tend to overeat or undereat, like, again, I'm not a counselor. This is just how I, um, view things and how I kind of work through some of my personal issues, Sometimes we just have to get curious about what's going on and not necessarily avoid it, not necessarily try to sweep it under the rug. Some of us may need to speak to a counselor to get to that point. You know where you are. You know what you can handle. You know what type of support you need. So this may not be something that's helpful for you. Um, But I wanted to make sure that I, I mentioned that because that is one of the things I had to do for my mental health so that I could get beyond feeling like I needed to show up in that way, feeling like I needed to be that person um, that that needed to feel like the only way I could be comfortable in my skin, the only way I could feel good about Brie, the only way that I would be accepted and liked was to, you know, to drink. So I wanted to mention that, okay? Um, the second thing that I would say that helps for my mental health and helps me to honor my mental health and just be more mindful of it is, and this is an introvert tip, y'all. So if you're not an introvert, you ain't going to understand. You're not going to understand. All right. Um, the second thing that I would say is try making a new connection that you would never make like another human connection. Okay. Because for me, um, I can, I, I, I don't know. I could probably go days without seeing someone and I will be perfectly fine with that. So as an introvert, I have to, uh, make sure that I am not so like hermited in and not connecting with people because I know that that's good for my mental health. I'll tell you, I went for a walk the other day. This is how awesome, this is how awesome human connection can be, right? So I went for a walk maybe like a week ago and I was walking down the street and this guy was across the street on his bike and he was going the opposite direction. So for example, I was walking, going north and he was on the other side of the street biking, going south. Does that make sense? And there was no one else out there in that small, that part of the street. And he just turned while he was on his bike. He yelled across the street, have a wonderful day or, or good morning or something. He had a huge smile on his face. 
and he waved and I was like shook. So I, I, I turned to him or whatever in his direction. And I was like, have a great day. And he was like, you too. Just the sheer joy in his voice. I'm telling you, y'all, I was smiling for at least a half a mile. There was something in that connection of just human to human, just acknowledging, you know what I'm saying? There was just something in that, that connection. And I literally smiled. I could not stop smiling because it just brought me this, this really pure sense of joy. Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. And so when we have moments like that, or I should say when I have moments like that, it helps me mentally to, to get out of my head and to remember that I am in a well-off situation. Things could definitely be worse, but they're not. So I want to enjoy the moment more. I want to be in the moment more and um, just be thankful. You know what I'm saying? Be, be thankful for, for who I am and what I have. And so being able to make connections with other people, even short little, you know what I'm saying, where you can just brighten someone's day or they can brighten your day, that goes a long, long way for my mental health. And so recently what I've done to establish a connection is um, I 
I reached out. I can't I can't recall the name of the organization, but if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find something. But I reached out to an organization and they have like these pen pals for like older, I guess for maybe senior citizens or something. I know this is sounding really crazy, but I I made a letter like you can do it online. I sent someone a letter and I just talked a little bit about myself and I asked them some questions. And I'm not even sure, y'all, if I'm going to get a response. But the thought behind it was me just kind of making this connection with someone else. Um, and it just brought me this, <coughs> excuse me, it brought me to this place of <clears throat> gratitude to be able to do that and hopefully pour into someone else and bring a smile to their face. You know what I mean? That feels really good. And when I feel good, like that's just like a instant like boost to my mental health. So, um, and I think that's necessary, especially like I said, for introverts, um, because an introvert, if you're like me, you're always in your head and making that connection helps you shift your perspective and, um, can bring you some joy. So give that a try. All right. That was number two. Number three, we've said this a million times, but I'm going to repeat this until the cows come home. All right. I can't clap my hands right now because I'm holding my phone. Let me clap my knee. Here we go. You ready? Okay, here we go. Get off the grid, sistrin. Get off the grid. <laughs> okay. Unplug disconnect yourself sistrin um seriously social media facebook the news like just being plugged into a million things a day you're uh let me tell you i have an apple watch i have an ipad i have an apple phone i have a macbook so everything's connected, right? You know, Apple has it on lock. Like everything is connected. And I love that about Mac and, um, excuse me, Apple products. I love how it's all connected. And I mean, I can look at my watch. I can do this. I can do that. Like I love all of that technology. But sometimes, honestly, it can be very overwhelming for my mental health. And so I will put my phone on Do Not Disturb. I'll put my watch on Do Not Disturb. And usually I'll do that um, from night at, um, I think it goes on Do Not Disturb at maybe 10 o'clock at night until 10 a.m. the next morning. And so I don't get like notifications. I don't like if someone tries to call me, you're going to voicemail unless it's an emergency. You, you can set that kind of stuff up, you know. But sis, don't be afraid to unplug for your mental health. Like, this is a must. This is a necessity. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts. No one should be able to... Or right, let me rephrase this. The world should not be able to have access to you 24 hours a day. And by that, I mean, no. No one's calling you or no one's calling you necessarily at, you know, 2.15 in the morning, for example. But when they send you an email, like if you're on the West Coast and it's 3 a.m. for you, but they're on the East Coast or some other country and it's like 6 a.m. for them or 7 or 8 a.m. for them and they're sending you an email, your phone doesn't need to ding to let you know that you got an email. You know what I'm saying? That's not an emergency. No one, <coughs> excuse me, most people, I should say, do not deserve to have access to you 24 hours, seven days a week. Now, obviously, if you have children, if you're married, situation's a little different, okay? 
But even still, even still, we as women are not like, you know, we're, we're, we're not like this. I don't even know how to describe it, but even moms need time to themselves. Okay. Even wives need time to themselves. We deserve to have time to ourselves because everybody else in the world has time to themselves, right? You deserve the same. You deserve the same. So when you allow yourself to unplug, you allow yourself to take that Facebook group, excuse me, Facebook break. Like I have been on a Facebook break. I think I've used Facebook, like I made a comment for the first time, I think a couple of days ago or something. A couple of days ago, I made a post. And before that, I think the last time I made a post on Facebook was maybe like the first or second week of April. And I can honestly tell you, and I, and if you, if you follow the Brown Girl self-care page on, um, on Instagram, you might've noticed that sometimes the posts kind of fall off a little bit. And that's because I was getting major, major anxiety about posting. Like I'm just, this is real talk. Okay. This is real talk. Like just having this anxiety of, I got to post every day. I got to post multiple times a day. I got to, I got to say the perfect thing. I got to, you know, do all the things. And it's like, bruh, it's just, it, it can be stressful sometimes. So I have to make sure like to unplug. Yesterday was, um, Saturday, I believe. And I made a point to unplug. I didn't do besides one teeny tiny thing. Um, I didn't do any work yesterday, which meant I wasn't, you know, responding to emails. I wasn't responding to DMs. I wasn't creating content. I wasn't um, trying to research different things for brown girl self-care. I wasn't like I was off the grid. Okay, I was off the grid. And in the previous episode, I think it was the last episode that I uploaded with Dr. Omalara, which was an excellent, it was a bomb conversation. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, make sure you do after this episode. Um, We briefly talked about Think Weeks. And if you're not familiar, I think it was Bill Gates. I think it's Bill Gates um, who takes this thing called Think Week, where he goes I'm going from memory now but he goes like to a cabin in the woods or something by himself and he takes a whole ass week and um literally unplugs from life okay now I need that in my life and I am planning to have it I am not sure if I can take a whole week because for me it's not necessarily feasible right now but I can take a think day or a think weekend okay where I can unplug from my responsibilities in life and things like that and focus on myself and be able to think, hear myself think. You know what I'm saying? We all deserve that. And I think it the more you unplug, it's just it just becomes easier. You start to fill your time with with things that really matter to you because let's let's be real here. Let's be honest. Social media, I mean, it's great. It's a great way to connect. It's a great way to stay in touch. Don't get me wrong. I think it's a it's a it's a luxury to have, but let's not get it twisted and think that social media is like the end all be all 
like the like the absolute best thing since sliced bread. You know what I'm saying? We just get into this habit of picking up our phone like every every ding we got to pick up our phone. We got to scroll. We got to see who's doing what. We got to see who just bought a new car. We got to see who, you know, who got I don't I don't know, but we just have been conditioned to treat social media like it's a god, like it's an idol, like it's this mandatory like or we'll die. You know what I'm saying? And I find that when I get off the grid, I'm able to release my cell phone from the death grip <laughs> of my hand and go on and do some other things in life that I, I really enjoy that pour life into me. So that is a definite plus for my mental health. Y'all, I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's just funny. I'm looking at the time. I did not expect to talk on this episode this long. So I only have two more topics to go. Um, Number four, the fourth thing I would say that helps me to honor my mental health is you got to put yourself first. You got to value yourself. You got to put yourself first, right? Because real talk, we've been taught that our value lies in how we serve and who we serve and who we can, who can get benefit, you know, who benefits from us doing things for them or with them. You know what I mean? Whose lives do we improve? Um, who, who are we making better? Like that, that's, that's, that's how the world sees black women. You know what I mean? Um, but I find that when you put yourself first and you value yourself, it's like, it's like a huge like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like this huge boost to your mental health. It's a huge boost to your confidence. It's a huge boost to your self-esteem, right? It's like when you know your worth, when you know your value and you honor your value, you honor your worth, like, I don't even know. It's like you don't, it comes from you. The value that God has given you, it comes, it's, it, it comes from you. It's not that someone else has given it to you and now they can take it away, if that makes any sense. So one way that I had to value myself just, just recently, I had a family member. I told um, this person that I was going to help them do something. So I said, you know, hit me up at this time and um, we'll do, you know, yada, yada, yada. Cause I was going to help them get organized with some stuff. Well, an hour and a half later, they were hemming and hawing. And I told them, I was like, you know, I have to move on to something else now. And they hit me back and they were like, um, oh, can we do it tomorrow? And I was like, you know, I'll have to let you know if I'm available. And I moved on like, and it's not to be harsh. It's not to have an ego. It's not to be rude. It's not to whatever, but it's just like, you have to get to a place where you value and honor yourself. Like no if, ifs, ands, buts, or maybes, right? Because how you treat yourself, how you honor yourself, how you honor your worth, how you value yourself, that's how the world is going to treat you, right? You're a reflection of that. Or they're a reflection of, of, of how you see yourself, how you treat yourself. 
So um, another thing that I would say in valuing yourself and putting yourself first is learning and knowing yourself. What is what is Brie like to do? What does Brie like to eat? What makes Brie feel good? You know, what is just just being in a place where you know yourself for the longest time, like I was like, I just didn't even know who I was to be able to value myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you got to be able to put yourself first, right? Um, and then the last one, the last one is, uh, again, something else that I've been doing. I've talked about this before. I've been walking and it's been going really, really well. For example, the last, I think I got a notification from uh, Apple that in the last like 30 days I had walked like 28 of those days or something like that. So almost perfect. Um, but we've got to get to a place or I'll say that what's helping me also with my mental health is getting to a place where I'm sticking with habits and routines that like boost my mental health. Right. When I do that, when I have like these routines for my sleep, these routines for my um, eating these routines for my prayer time, these routines for my, uh, walking or activity. Like it, like I said, it's just a big boost for my mental health and creating routines. It does that for you. And you feel, I feel like I have this sense of purpose. I feel like I have, um, more energy. Of course I feel, I just feel healthier mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, like all of it's tied together. Um, and it's because I have now routines that I do pretty much every single day without fail, no excuses when it comes to like right now, when it comes to my activity, uh, I'm still working y'all on the food and <laughs> and um, the sleep. But it's like, you know, baby steps, one one thing at a time, one thing at a time. But really, it's 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 about going to bed on time and being committed to that. It's about waking up on time and being committed to that and not hitting the snooze button like 15 times, which I still struggle with. It's crazy because there is a book. I think it's a five hour, excuse me, four hour work week. I recently read that and he I think it was in the book that he said something like, why do we hit the snooze button when if we already hate waking up in the morning, hitting the snooze button like three times is like you're waking up, you know, three or four times and you're hating it every single time. And I'm like, that is the story of my life. You know what I'm saying? That is the story of my life. But being able to create these routines where I take my walk every single day, unless it's not a walk day. Um, and if it's not, I'll do something else in the house, like stretching or you know, like a cardio video or just different things like that. But I try to move my body now every single day, which I have pretty much been successful at. Um, it's like a huge, like boost to my mental health. Now, if you're just starting out with like routines for like your sleep and your eating and meal prepping and trying to get all your water in and um, moving your body and everything else, I read a uh, um, a fact that said that it takes like between. I think it was 18 and 254 days to for the average person to create and stick to a consistent habit. They said on average, it's about 66 days. So again, um, if you really want to like boost your mental health, start to look at how you're spending your time and how much of that time is for you and see if you can make some 
routines like a morning routine, a night routine, a fitness routine, um, a healthier eating routine, um, something. So like my routine in the morning generally is, um, you know, get up at a certain time, take a walk, um, drink coffee while I'm writing my morning pages. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I do just in prayer time, which I usually take while I'm walking, just doing those kind of things have really been beneficial to my overall health and definitely to my mental health. I just feel really, really, really good. All right. So, um, those are the five things I'm going to repeat them very, very quickly. So the first thing is, and again, this was my list, your, your list, you know, your knowledge may vary. Um, get curious about why you drink. If you, if you're a drinker and you're kind of, you know, teetering the line there, like I definitely, (laughs) definitely was when I was younger, um, make a new connection. If you're an introvert, um, get off the grid, unplug girl, disconnect, put yourself first and value yourself and, um, create and stick to some habits that boost your mental health, like create some routines in your life if you don't have any. Right. So those are the five things that have really, really helped me when it comes to my mental health. Right. I hope that you found these five tips and um, ideas helpful. I encourage you to um, shoot me an email. If you have any questions, you can reach me at connect at browngirlselfcare.com. If you have any questions, comments, make sure, and I never asked this, but I need to start doing it consistently. Make sure that you rate the podcast and leave a comment. I do read them. They really, 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 really help me to keep going with creating this podcast. Okay. So just know that I appreciate you and I love you so much. And, um, yeah, I think that's basically it. So I am going to go ahead and slide out and let you go. I hope that you have a blessed week. I hope that you have an amazing week. And um, thank you so much for listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. I will see you next Monday. Take care.